Well, uh, today we're going to be uh, looking at some of the voices that uh, are heard by our children and our parents and their parents uh, in regards to, uh, you know, how these children are influenced and impacted. Uh, And before we uh, look at some things briefly this morning, I I just want to uh, thank you for tuning in. And I want to thank all those who make this possible. And so I really am grateful for uh, the technology that we have here at this church. In fact, right now we have four people on cameras. We have people that are doing screens. We have people that are, are uh, doing uh, audio. And uh, we have people doing all kinds of different things here to make this broadcast uh, possible and to make it not just kind of an add-on, but a real great uh, event. As they're not only doing live streaming, they're producing for our TV program and our radio. And we're just thankful that because of technology, something that our forefathers did not have, we're able to continue to minister, uh, not only to our own congregation, but to others who have, who have tuned in. And I'm thankful for your prayers. I, I hope that you tune in every day, Monday through Thursday, to uh, hear our short devotional and uh, prayer time. And I I hope that you pray. Pray not only for uh, yourself and for your family and and for the church, um, but pray for the church around the world. You know, I received even this week an email from our good friend Isaac Green, who pastors in Havana. And uh, this, I think this past Sunday was the first Sunday that they were not allowed to meet. But Isaac sent me uh, an email and it said, Greeting brothers in Christ. From Cuba, we are praying uh, for this global situation of this virus. We wonder if they are well, all the people here at this church. God is faithful with his and those who keep his promise. We love you so much. All members of North uh, New York, Syracuse in the gathering place, our church sends our prayers. We are not gathering, but... If we are, we are praying three times a day from our homes, and we're praying for you. Uh, Maria de Los Angeles, who is the uh, person who is in charge of uh, uh, the Ministry of Religious Affairs, uh, sends her greetings to everyone at North Syracuse. May God bless you abundantly. And so I, I thought, well, what a great uh, encouraging email And I hope that we pray for Pastor Isaac and other pastors in Cuba who might not have all of the technology that we have that we're able to minister to people even during this time. Well, I want to ask you to turn with me in your homes to two different scripture references. And I want to really talk today about voices that speak into the life of a child. And the first voice that really I want to focus on by reading these two passages is this, that we want to hear from God. We want to hear God's voice. And God speaks to us through his word. So in the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament, in uh, chapter uh, uh, 2, 
uh, we uh, read about uh, the Lord Jesus himself. And in chapter 2 and uh, verse uh, 52, uh, Luke wants us to understand that Jesus, here upon this earth as the God-man, went through a normal kind of developmental process. If you uh, are in college at all, you might be taking courses in psychology. And one of the courses that you often will have to take, teachers usually have to take it, is a course on human growth and development. And so Luke wants us to understand that Jesus himself grew, he developed, he matured as a, a person. And here's what he has to say. And Jesus increased. It means that he grew, he matured. It says that he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. So I I think it's really important before even we look at the next passage of scripture to realize that Luke wants us to know that there is this normal development of a child And that development includes the physical, first of all. That's why so often, you know, we're concerned even about uh, areas where there's high poverty, that uh, children are uh, getting proper food um, so that they're not hungry, but also so that they would grow and and that they would grow normally. If you uh, have children, you know that you take your child even at a very very young age to a pediatrician and one of the things that they check is is the development physically of that child and you want your child to be in that normal range and so we're told then that Jesus increased he developed he matured uh, physically but it also tells us that he increased with wisdom I, I think what Luke wants us to realize is that there is such a thing as intellectual growth We want our children to uh, grow uh, in their ability to think. Uh, Maybe some of you are having a difficult time right now homeschooling. Uh, I was with a good friend the other day, and and they were talking about their really young child and helping them to add and so forth. And and maybe you're getting quite wise in how to do that, you know. Uh, And the person I was talking to realized that in addition, it wasn't seven oranges plus five oranges that the child would relate better if it was seven Twinkies plus five Twinkies gives you how many. And so we want our children to to think, and as they grow, we want them to become critical thinkers as well. And so Jesus uh, grew then, uh, developed then uh, intellectually, but he also grew and developed spiritually. Now, this is something we don't hear a whole lot about today in our society. But Jesus grew spiritually in his relationship with God. So we should be concerned with our own children, that they grow, not just physically and intellectually, cognitively, but that they grow spiritually, that they have a relationship with God. And then he tells us that uh, he grew in his relationships with uh, people. And so as parents, grandparents, we want our kids, our grandkids to grow specifically in their relationship with God, but also in their relationship uh, with other human beings. We want to uh, help them to learn how to be social, how to uh, interact with people, how to communicate with people. And so um, Luke wants us to realize then 
that even God was concerned about normal growth and development. And so should we as uh, parents. And so I was thinking even about what influences Jesus had while he walked the face of this earth and while he grew as a human being. You know, he, he had his parents, to be sure, probably had an extended family. He probably had, uh, you know, certain friends that the family uh, was close to. He also had the synagogue, uh, but he also had the government. And so he understood what was happening with the government. And, and later he had to deal with the government and uh, not necessarily were they dealing with him in a very fair way. In a, in a way that justice was, was really called for. And he, he, he had the influence of God the Father. And so we realize that no matter how hard we try to be good parents and all, it's a tough task. And we need God. We need his Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to give us patience, to help us to really be a voice that influences and impacts the lives of our children. Now, I want you to turn with me uh, into a second passage, and this is a familiar passage, I hope, to many of you, but it's found in the Old Testament book of uh, Deuteronomy, and it's chapter 6. So in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, uh, Moses is talking here, and, and uh, he, here's a, a passage, really, which helps us to, to get a picture of the mission that we're on uh, as parents. Now, I'm going to uh, actually take the time to uh, read uh, verses 1 uh, through 9, and uh, you can uh, read them again later and think about them, but here's what uh, Moses wants us to know. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it. I guess we need to just stop for a moment and realize that what Moses is saying is this, that God communicated to him and he's communicating to the people and that the people need to listen and learn and they need to obey what God has uh, to say. And verse 2 says this, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life and that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them. You you see the emphasis of not only learning uh, something, but doing something. So be careful to do them, that it may be well with you. That's an important part there, that God wants what's good for us, and he tells us that we need to really obey his word, and it will be well. And that you may multiply greatly. As the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Then in verse 4, he says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be uh, on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. 
And so Moses really gives to us kind of a view of our mission. I have uh, uh, good friends who own Matthew Bowes, and part of that company is uh, that they uh, focus on um, different kinds of bows, and they have a part of their company is referred to as mission bows. And uh, so they have this this um, saying and question, you know, what is, what is your mission? It's a good issue for us as parents. What's our mission? And when we look at the word of God in these two passages of scripture, really what I think the mission is this, that we want the formation of Christ in the lives of our children. We, we want uh, to be able to teach them Christian principles that are practical, that they can actually use to guide them and direct them way beyond the time that we're going to be with them uh, here on this earth. And then last, and this might surprise some people, but I do believe that this is part of our mission as parents and, and even as a church, as, as a little lamb ministry, and that is this, to lead our children towards true success. We'll come back to that, uh, if not today, at a later point. But I want you to realize that there are a number of voices that speak into the lives of our children. And we need to uh, really critically think about these different uh, avenues or voices, uh, influences, and what they do uh, in the lives of our children. Let me just list them for you. We don't have a lot of time to talk about them, but first of all is education. And I'm not listing these in the order of importance. In fact, what I would love to have you do as a family is list them in two different ways. You can list them, first of all, what reality is. What, what, uh, influ- what are the most important influences that uh, children have today? But it's reality. It might not be the ideal. And then secondly, you can put this list into an ideal list. What, what's the ideal? What should the influences be? Well, we talk about education, and we talk about how, how individuals, uh, how, how this nation is governed by education and different uh, laws and, and so forth that, that you know, uh, come our way. When you think about the public school, especially, and you think about certain laws and regulations that impact school and children, no prayer in schools. You know, the questioning even now of uh, the use of the Pledge of Allegiance and so forth. And so education itself, even from, from you know, a high, st- a high order impacts our children. And there's a voice when they are in school, regardless of where the, that school is, that uh, influences them. Friends. Book of Proverbs talks about friends. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 emphasizes this. And so their friends, you know, have, have a voice that children listen to and impact and influence them. We could talk about family. We, that's the focus of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And so, you know, family, uh, parents, uh, grandparents, uh, extended family influence uh, their uh, children. And I, I think that you and I need to uh, realize that parents' influence isn't always perfect. Uh, and, and is very limited at times. But being limited and imperfect doesn't relieve us of our responsibility. And so we could talk about media and technology, which has such an impact on our children today. 
And, uh, you know, that's a benefit and a blessing on one hand, but a curse on the other. And then the church. Well, clearly the church needs to have an influence as well. And hopefully it's a positive influence. This church has an influence on children through our, not only our little lamb uh, program, but through our TGP kids program and, and through our student program and so forth. And so the church has a voice that hopefully children will hear. And then last, but surely not least, is the government government, government itself. Uh, and so our government impacts and is a voice that parents hear, that uh, children hear. So because of time today, I, I would love to go back to that, but let me th- think just for a moment with you about this issue of success. And when we talk about success, you know, the Hebrew word itself means to be circumspect, intelligent, skillful, sensible. Now, that's not the definition that the world would give success. When the world looks at success, it's temporal, it's financial, it's, it's, it's materialistic success. But Scripture emphasizes that there are successful people that God talks about in Scripture, like, like Joseph, like Joshua, like, like David, who are referred to as successful. And they're successful, the Scripture tells us, because they know God and, they, they, and the Lord was with them and blessed them. And so we need to ask ourselves, what do we need to do to really create an environment Uh, to provide an environment for our children that's conducive for success. And then what do we need to do to protect them? You see, because each of these voices, uh, they, they have an impact on our children. And so some issues we need to provide for our children, but some of these things we need to protect them from as well. And so there's three things I want to leave you with, and that's this. That to create or provide an environment for our kids that really will lead to success, number one, they need to be loved. So love is a key issue. We we need to connect. We need to spend time with our kids. We need to forgive them. We need to have uh, them uh, realize that we care about them. That no matter what they believe, no matter what they do, we love them. That our love for them, just like God's love for them, is unconditional that it's unending, unselfish. And so we need to have healthy families where love is not only talked about, but is seen and felt. Secondly, we need to have a learning environment. So you need to have a loving environment, but you need to have a learning environment where we are teaching our children what to value, where we're teaching them a set of of moral standards where we're teaching them uh, about life issues and how to be people of integrity. And so we need to have a loving environment. We need to have a learning environment, but also we need to have a limited environment. And so we need to set limits. We need to have rules. We need to have guidelines. They need to be reasonable, but there needs to be boundaries. And God help us as, as parents and as leaders that we might really be role models in all of this area. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. We're going to close with a song and a benediction. And I want you to know that we appreciate that you joined together with us today to celebrate 40 years of Little Lamb. 
And I hope that you uh, think about giving Little Lamb a gift. I hope that you pray for Little Lamb, their families, their kids. And uh, I hope that if you've been impacted positively by a Little Lamb, you go to God and you say thank you, and that you communicate that thankfulness uh, to the Little Lamb people as well. Well, join me in prayer. 